0: Welcome to Green Conversations with me, Jeanette Fitzsimons. I'm sitting under the pecan trees at our farm with a bunch of young Greens who've asked me to tell some stories about my time in Parliament. The next few episodes record some anecdotes which haven't been told before from my time in Parliament in various relationships with the Labour Government. In this next episode, I wanted to show how Green politics can work differently from the conventional tribal fighting without compromising our basic principles. The Thursday before recess, December 2000, and the phone rang at lunchtime. It was Helen. Jeanette, we need the Greens support for urgency this afternoon. Why? What's urgent? Well, the Nats are filibustering the health bill and we have to get it through before the house rises for recess at 6 o'clock or the nurses won't get paid over the recess. Looking back, I don't see how that could possibly have been true, but anyway. Urgency is a weapon that governments use to bludgeon the opposition into submission when they're being difficult in the House. It allows the House to sit for extended hours. Normally it would rise at six on a Thursday. This would have allowed it to sit until midnight Thursday night and all of Friday and all of Saturday if needed. It's a really inconvenient thing to do to the opposition to have to have all their members there when they were expecting to be in their electorates or with their families. It's a bit of a contest of tribal loyalty. Um, You know, will all your members turn up? Because if they don't, then you lose the vote. In the end, it shows who's boss. And the opposition always gives way and allows the bill to go through in the end. It's typical of the the first-past-the-post environment, where parties are tribal and it's all about us and them. The Greens have always maintained a principled objection to urgency. Rod Donald was particularly strong about this. And the Labour government was to learn that first-past-the-post politics didn't always work in the new environment. The Health Bill was a total restructuring of the way health was managed in New Zealand, setting up district health boards, which we still have, and disestablishing the Health Funding Authority, and the Crown Health Enterprises. It was one of the first major bills that the new Labor government put to the House under the MMP system. And the Labor Alliance government had a majority with confidence and supply from the Greens, but that didn't include voting for urgency. It must have been intensely frustrating for Helen when I said, The Greens don't vote for urgency unless it's really urgent. I said, I believe we can get this through under normal process if you're prepared. To listen to National and Greens about the amendments that we want. Sue Kedgley had been our person on the Select Committee and she had told Caucus about how the Chair, acting on behalf of the Minister, had refused to allow any amendments to be put, had refused to allow National's proposed changes to be discussed or the Greens' proposed changes, and was just ramming it through because they had the numbers on the Select Committee. We also had been in discussions with National about the importance of ensuring that the bill was sufficiently accepted by everybody that it wouldn't be changed again when there was another change of government. Because we'd heard from submitters about how disruptive it is when you change the whole administrative structure and they said whatever you're doing this time please leave it so that you don't have to do it again. So Helen reluctantly agreed to do this and we, let, we met in one of the little side rooms off the debating chamber and the House was already going through the debate on the committee stages of the bill which is the clause by clause debate and it's the only time you can move an amendment. So there was Helen, there was Minister of Health Annette King, um, there was Wyatt Creech, the National Health Spokesperson, Roland and myself and a, a Labour staffer. So Helen took charge. She was really good at this kind of stuff, actually, this kind of negotiation. Right, she said, um, Greens, what's your, what's the first amendment that you want? Sue puts it forward. She turns to Annette. Well, what's wrong with that, Annette? Well, it's not really necessary because it's what happens anyway. So it's not harmful then, is it? All right, tick that one off. Um, next one. She went through all our amendments, and they were all agreed except one. Then she turned to Wyatt. Right, what is it that National wants? Same process. Half of them were agreed to. Half of them were not acceptable and weren't. But that was enough for Wyatt to feel he had got a, a workable bill. The Officials were madly drafting these amendments while we talked and rushing them through to the House so that somebody could move them before we moved on past that point in the bill. So it was a real race against time. We've got to do Clause 31 now or it'll be too late to move the amendment. (laughs) So we got through it all right. National voted for the bill. It was all through by six o'clock. We all caught our planes and went home. And the nurses got paid. Not that I think they ever would have not. But anyway, the outcome was... That we demonstrated, although I wouldn't say that everybody got the message first time, we demonstrated that cooperative politics can work a whole lot better than confrontation, that it doesn't have to be tribal us and them, that in the end, if you don't like what your opposition's putting forward, you will vote against it, but that there's no reason to vote against it just because it's put up by the other party and things should be considered on their merits. Helen hated the process that we made you go through, But she wasn't unhappy with the bill as it ended up and the structure of health administration has not changed in 20 years. Wyatt Creech said to me, what we've got now is acceptable enough to national that we won't feel the need to change it next time we become government. So that was a win for the people of New Zealand, for the health system itself and for democracy. My thanks to Hans Booter, who recorded this podcast, and to Finn Kennedy, who edited it.